0: Looking for your next spot out with family or friends? Whether you're on the east side, downtown, in Fitchburg, or at Hilldale, you're sure to enjoy one of Madison's favorite traditions. Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company, Madison's home for craft beer and pub food since 1994.
1: Everybody, huddle up! (laughs) Live from the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company, this is the Great Dane Huddle on 100.5 ESPN with former Badger and NFL punter Brad Nortman. Brad Nortman! Execution. Not a Hawkeye in sight. Here's Alex
2: Strofe. Good morning. Happy 316. It is the Great Dane Huddle, a special Thursday morning edition. We are not live from the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company. As much as we love them, they wouldn't let us in this early. So we are live from the ESPN Madison studios. I'm Alex Strofe alongside former Badger, former NFL punter, the great Brad Nortman with me good morning brad good morning alex hunter vaughn with us running the show good morning hunter good morning happy to be with you happy to you know hash this out a little bit more as aaron Rodgers goes on the pat mcafee show yesterday says yeah i'm gonna play but i'm gonna play for the new york jets oh baby spicy stuff from Aaron Rodgers yesterday. We'll hear from him in just a minute. Uh, But first, I want to hear from Brad Norton on all of this because, Brad, we've spent the last, I don't know, three months almost at this point, two and a half months, hypothesizing, analyzing, trying to figure out what it is exactly Aaron Rodgers will do. We don't know the answer until yesterday. We find out his intention is to play, and it will be for the New York Jets likely although a deal has not been hashed out your reaction as we finally get an answer from number 12 Aaron Rodgers
0: well what i thought was murky and cloudy early on right yeah. we talk about the early parts of the off season into the darkness retreat and even around the um the draft i i really didn't know i didn't really know what was truth from untruth, but then recently, over the last week or so, seeing all these leaks about Rogers is going to the Jets and he's got his wish list and all that kind of stuff, it seemed to be pretty clear that you know some people were saying, "Well, not so fast," but this is what we're hearing. So I wasn't surprised at all when when he announced that on the Pat McAfee show. That's what I was anticipating, right? I, it went about exactly how I thought it was going to go. So here's my reaction to it. I'm watching it, I'm watching it, I'm digesting it for the full hour that he's on there talking about it. My most immediate reaction to it Alex, I was sad. Yeah. I was
3: sad. I'm with
0: you. I'm with I, you. I was sad. I was utterly bummed, and I wasn't anticipating that because I knew the script going into it. I knew how the story would end. I knew exactly what he was going to say, and, it, and I'm just getting confirmation on that, but I was still bummed, and I don't know if it was Aaron's sort of monotone, sort of, I don't know, man. We're just... I got so much gratitude. I don't know yeah, if it was just his vibes yeah. that just gave me sort of a, a bummed out feeling, but and I was thinking about, like, why, why do I feel bummed, right? Like, what... As I thought about that prepping for this show walking away being like man that, that was just kind of depressing right and for sure. I think there's two reasons why one is the obvious, right? Changing of the seasons, changing of chapters in, in a franchise's life or anyone's life, really. It, it brings about bittersweet and emphasize the bitter. And I think you look back at it, and I'm sure you can think about it too, right? You grew up with Aaron Rodgers, totally. right? So he was a part of every Packer fan's life for a long time. And so there was a sense of appreciation and all the relevance he gave the Packers. So just changing that chapter and now seeing an aged version of Aaron Rodgers and it, it's kind of Changing direction, how we never thought it would. It just kind of brought, like, for the Packers and Rogers in general, a sense of like, man, this is a bummer, because changing of chapters, changing of seasons. But it made me, as a former player, think about one thing. and something that Rogers said that I thought was brilliant. I don't know what to believe. I don't know who to believe. Who's right or wrong in all this? But he said one thing that's absolutely true. He said playing in the NFL is an incredible profession, but it's a tough business for sure. Right. And as a as a former player have first-hand experience of that. And I I think as fans, even casual fans, we want these things to have storybook endings. We always do. We always want it to be the, the John Elway story where you win a Super Bowl, you go off into a sunset. There's something about football that drives passion and emotion and that you know there's a family there's a band of brothers that's more than just the individual that collectively it's more and and you and you get involved in that as a fan and you just wish and you hope for that it's going to end differently that it's going to be a beautiful ending that everyone's left satisfied but the reality is that almost never happens it's um it's because the NFL is a cold, hard business, right? And at some point, when, you're, um, when your needs for one another, team and player, do not meet, inevitably it's going to have a bad ending. And it, it's almost like a movie, right? You see all these things. You see these franchise quarterbacks, right? I mean, 80% of them, they end in unsatisfying ways, totally. right? They, they go off to another team. You know, it, it ends ugly. Even even a guy like who's not a, a top tier, top 10 quarterback of all time, even like, you know matt ryan yeah. right now where it's like that guy was an mvp he was unbelievable for several seasons just six years ago right? yeah and now you know they released him and he's just hanging on by a thread with the colts and they just released him but even for the top tier franchise quarterbacks i mean i was thinking in my head okay you know where does aaron Rodgers rank all time to me probably somewhere five to twelve depending on how you rank him. Yeah. but even for the top brady manning Montana, kind of the ironclad, in my opinion, top three. They all went to different teams. Yeah, they all it all ended in sort of a way where like that's not the ending I would draw up. And so it's frustrating. Strope. imagine if you went to the movies and eighty percent of the movies you went to, the ending was like that's the ending. <laughs> like I, I know it was a good first part of it, but like that's the ending of the movie. It it brings a bit of dissatisfaction to it all, and it, at least. Because the ending matters a bit. I, don't, I, I think when you look down the road in five or ten years from now, I think you're going to mostly think about the good times, the success, uh, view it positively. Similar how people do that with the Farbera. But, I mean, imagine going to the movies and 80% of them, you're like, okay, it's the romantic comedy. They don't end up together. It's not a satisfying ending. Yeah. And, um, or even like, you know, the the dramatic, uh, the one that I think of with this whole thing is like a Titanic type of thing, oh right? Oh, boy. Here we go. Where are we going? Where the uh, the franchise quarterback, where it mostly happens, is they're steaming ahead. They want to keep going. They want to keep playing. But circumstances, whether it be injury, <laughs> whether it be the management, the front <laughs> office, that's that iceberg. That iceberg right there. This getting morbid. Hold on. Not so fast. We're going to stop you right <laughs> there. <laughs> I know. This is a way to wake up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring you all down with me, how Aaron made me feel. And in this story, in this story on the Titanic, you got the Packers, who's Rose, <laughs> and you've got Aaron Rodgers, who's Jack. And they go down, and they've got this tumultuous relationship. You know how it's going to end. You know it's not going to end well. But still, when, when Goody's on that door, and they're floating in the sea, and Jack's like, hey, Aaron, hey, Goody, you got... You got any more room on that door? Hey, <laughs> Goody says, Nah, man, well, we're gonna go hop on that boat over there. That love boat, there's a love boat floating by over there. We're gonna hop on that one. You can find another boat, there's plenty of boats. Hey, that one's heading to New York. Why don't you go get on that boat? Yeah, you know how it's gonna end, and it's still a bummer. So, wow, it was uh, that's how it made me feel, guys. I was bummed, and that we've had our moment, I've had my moment. Each can go in a different direction, yeah. and we can start talking about that. But that that was my overwhelming feeling.
2: That's well said, um, and it is great to wake up to the <laughs> soulful tunes of, of Celine Dion this morning. I know that's what we were all expecting here as we're rolling on to the Great Dane Huddle. He's Brad Nortman am Alex Strove. And Brad, your point is, is, is completely correct, and it's something you and I have talked plenty about, right? Your final season in the NFL was 2017, and unfortunately, as good of a player as you were and as much success as you had, you were one of the cases where... You know, circumstance didn't work out. And, and I, I hate to say it this way, but the league retired you, right? You yeah. didn't have the option to to go out where where Aaron Rodgers is one of those rare cases where, you know, he, he will have a second chance. But mm-hmm. your Matt Ryan point is really in a, in a, an interesting one, right? Because a guy won the MVP in 2016. He was in the Super Bowl. Uh, he was one of the great quarterbacks. Just a couple of years later, now he's being released from a second team, and he he was traded from the team he spent mm-hmm. so much time with last year, the Falcons. One year on the Colts, and he's getting released in free agency. So the league comes at you fast, and that's the case here with Aaron Rodgers. One down season for him, and the Packers are ready to move on. Let's do this eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six is your way into the show. That's the ESPN Madison talking text line. I want to know one word you're feeling after you slept on it right it sounded like brad's word of choice was bummed is that
0: Mm -hmm. fair to say at least initially now now there's a bit more of like okay you had we had our moment we had our like truth that yes this is happening they're going in separate directions again this is not how even we thought five years ago how this whole rogers packers relationship would end but here we are but now i think it's a new morning and it's a new at least i feel like okay well, if that's the case, I'm sure both franchises and, and Aaron Rodgers individual make the best of it. So I feel a bit more optimistic this morning in all okay. in all directions. But initially it was bummed, but today I feel a bit more optimistic.
2: Optimistic, the word of choice now for Brad Nortman. What's the word for you? you? You've slept on the news. You, you've been able to decompress, been able to digest it. How are you feeling? 844-770-3776. Send your one word in, but you you can add some description to it. Tell us why you're feeling that way. Let's hear from Aaron Rodgers yesterday on the Pat McAfee Show, expressing his intent to both play in 2023 and to play for the New York Jets.
4: At this point, as I sit here, you know, I think since Friday, uh, I made it clear that my intention was to play, and my intention was to play for the New York Jets. Okay. Um, Mm. And... I haven't been holding anything up at this point. It's been compensation that the Packers are trying to get uh, for me and kind of digging their heels in. So I would just, uh, I think it is interesting at this point to step back and look at the whole picture. Um, You know, my side, love and appreciation, gratitude for everything that Green Bay has done for me. Love, so much love and gratitude and just heart open for the Packer fans and what it meant to be their quarterback. And also the reality of the situation. You know? like it is what it is. The Packers would like to move on. They've let me know that in so many words. They've let, let other people know that in direct words. Um, and because I still have that fire and I, I, and I want to play and I would like to play in New York, uh, it's just a matter of um, you know getting that done at this point.
2: That Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show yesterday. And Brad... Something you you alluded to a bit earlier that I want to dive into a bit deeper this morning is more of the battle of the optics, right? It, it seems as if the last week or so, maybe a little bit longer than that, since Brian Gutekunst, the general manager of the Packers, spoke at the NFL Combine a little over two weeks ago now. It seems like it's been a battle of the, the public you know, opinion on who's winning this trade. If we want to go back to 2008 when Brett Favre was traded to the New York Jets, it seemed like 98% of Packers fans were Team Brett Favre, right? The the New York Jets jerseys were flying off the shelves here in, in Wisconsin. There was the people outside of Lambeau Field with the picket signs saying, we want Brett, fire Ted Thompson, right? Everybody was pissed off that they were moving on from Brett Favre. I don't think it's that way anymore here 15 years later in our deja vu scenario with Aaron Rodgers likely going to the New York Jets. I feel like most people are now, you know, maybe not Team Packers, but they are Team Jordan Love, right? It's it's time to move on. Aaron Rodgers is too much drama. He's a diva. He cares too much about other people's opinions. He's thin-skinned. Let's move on. Let's turn the page. While I don't necessarily feel that way, it seems like a a majority of the Packers fans are ready to move off of Aaron Rodgers. They're over all of this, which is fascinating to me how quickly things can change in 15 years, even when the scenario is so damn similar to what it was in 2008.
0: That's exactly right. It was, uh, I remember being a college student in 2008, first year at Wisconsin, and it was absolutely wild, this this dramatic saga with Brett Favre. And you're totally right. I do not foresee... Twelve, whatever number Rodgers goes with in the New York Jets, I don't see those jerseys flying off the shelf here in Wisconsin. But it was, and even Vikings jerseys when Favre went there, I, I think. I don't know exactly why it is, but I have my theories as to why. I think Favre was more relatable to the to the the Packers fan base. To that's uh, fair, you know. I, I think he was generally more likable than Aaron Rodgers I think that he showed his love for the game on his sleeve and he likes that Rodgers just conducts himself completely differently I think it's hard for Packer fans to connect with him and then you throw on top of the fact that look he does have a flair for drama he does have a flair for being kind of condescending sometimes and arrogant and you know above the team above the the players he's playing with I just think that rubs everyone the wrong way and then you put on top of that the fact that in the moments that matter the most. Now Farb didn't have always the best moments in playoff games either, as I, you know, broke down their wildly similar playoff records. And, uh, career endeavor. Same record, right? Same yeah.
2: final six passes. The most fascinating, this was back on Monday night uh, on, on the Great Dane Huddle, which you usually hear Monday night 6-7 to seven here on ESPN Madison. Uh, just real quick, Brad, as, as you finish up your thought. Uh, Brad compared the end of Favre and Rodgers in Green Bay. Their last six passes, same stat line. They both finished their career in Green Bay with an interception. I should say likely finished their career in Green mm-hmm. Bay with an interception. But the wind speeds, the wind speeds. Uh, Favre's final pass, the wind blowing in Lambeau Field, 12 miles an hour. Rodgers' final pass in Lambeau Field, the wind blowing four miles an hour. You, you continue, can't make this Brad.
0: Up. Beautiful. Anyway, it uh, it, it just I, I think that Favre was more relatable. It was also kind of the first love at quarterback. Favre remade the Packers relevant and put us back on the map after decades of totally. incompetency. So there's there's a lot to break down between between Favre and Rodgers, but I think I think Favre's boyish love for the game. And his ability to connect with the fan base of the Packers is the difference between him and Rodgers. If we're going to break it down to simple terms, I think Rodgers is not incredibly relatable to the to the state of Wisconsin, the people of Wisconsin. He's kind of Cali cool, kind of coastal, totally. You know, and and you know, us Wisconsinites don't really connect with that as much. <laughs> and uh, and and he just seems like he doesn't have that same boyish love, easy to root for. Type of mentality that Favre had. So there's a lot more than that to to break down there, but a simple explanation of that would be good. My, you'll you'll like this. When we were on Wednesday or Monday night, um, and we were talking about Favre and Rogers, my uh, my father-in-law texted me and he said, "Favre, if you could grab a beer with Rodgers would want to burn incense with you." That's the I think that's the, the yeah. sentiment of a lot of Wisconsin fans. So, um, you know, it's it's interesting, but I I, I do feel like. The Packer fan base is siding with the franchise this time. And look, Jordan Love is not in an easy situation. He's handled it very well by not actually doing or saying a whole lot, but he's coming off of two back-to-back Hall of Fame quarterbacks, first ballot. And I think that he is set up more for success this time than Rodgers was when he took over for Favre, though
2: asking you this morning on the great day in huddle what's one word to describe your feelings after you've slept on the aaron Rodgers news brad nortman is feeling optimistic we've got some responses coming in on twitter where you can get at us at espn madison at alex underscore strofe at brad Nortmanisms. uh we've got uh one that says immunized which i want to read you before we get to break the headline in the new york daily news this morning a real shot in the arm Johnson's Jets about to get big boost after Rodgers reveals his intention to play for gang green. The New York media already rolling when it comes to number 12 Aaron Rodgers, likely making his way to New York. My word won't be pessimistic, but it will be the opposite of Brad Nortman. I'll tell you what that is and explain why right after this. It's the Great Dane Huddle hanging out with you till 9 a.m. this morning right here on ESPN Madison.
1: Reaction to the football weekend continues. This is The Great Dane Huddle on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand.
4: Well, listen, again, it's one step at a time here. Right now, I'm still under contract, so um, all I have to say to today is, is I, I do want to play, and I, my intention will be to play for the Jets. Uh, But until the trade happens, uh, I think we're still at that step.
2: That's Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee Show. Yesterday, it is the great day in Huddle, a special Thursday morning edition. Alex Strofe, former NFL punter Brad Nortman with you. Hunter Vaughn, Maddie Hayes helping us run the show. Uh, You know, we're live on Twitter, video streaming live on Twitter. Um, I'm just going to be honest, if you're watching us there, forgot about that. Apologies for what I did in the break. If you don't know what I'm talking about, that's good. Brad Norton Alex spoke with you as uh, as we were all on here on your Thursday morning reacting to Aaron Rodgers yesterday on the Pat McAfee show, claiming his intention to play for the New York Jets here in 2023. We're asking you this morning, what's your one word to describe how you're feeling? You've had the opportunity to sleep on it. You've been able to brew on it for almost 24 hours. How are you feeling? I called yesterday a day of gratitude. Right, Aaron Rodgers, uh, in my opinion, and, and I know I don't have all the context. I'm a younger guy. I didn't see Bart Starr play. But I, w- I would call Aaron Rodgers probably the greatest Packer ever. Right, 15 years as a starter, four MVPs. We can have that debate in July right? if we want to have that debate. Right now, though, gratitude. I'm thankful Aaron Rodgers was great as, as a huge Packers fan, born and raised in Green Bay. But today, I'm feeling a little bit different. I'm feeling worried. I'm feeling worried. Right, because if the NFL tells you anything, it's really hard to be relevant without a great quarterback. It really is, and and that's still the case here in in twenty entering the twenty twenty three season. We saw in twenty twenty two, you know, some quarterbacks step up and maybe become faces of the franchise. Right, you look at a guy like Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia, who clearly proved his worth. Right, he's shown that he is the future of that franchise. You've also had guys like Brock Purdy, who was filling in and able to rattle off a run to the NFC Championship game. I'm not saying the Packers will never win games if Jordan Love becomes the new face of the franchise. I'm worried because for the last 30 years, the Packers have had back-to-back Hall of Fame quarterbacks. They have had the ultimate gift of football relevance by having a great quarterback under center year after year for three decades in a row. And this is no shot at Jordan Love. I'm just playing the odds. And the odds aren't in the Green Bay Packers' favor when it comes to Jordan Love's future. Right, And as as good as I want him to be, and as good as I hope he is, the odds are he's not a Hall of Fame quarterback. And that's a little disappointing. Because at the end of the day, I've said this a lot this week, I felt like Aaron Rodgers gave you your best chance to win in 2023, but after 2023, I don't know that that's true. So I'm willing to be optimistic when it comes to Jordan Love. I'm willing to get excited, and I'm sure I will. But right now, as it stands, morning of March 16th, I'm feeling a little worried when it comes to the Green Bay Packers.
0: I I can understand that, because when you think about it, I know there's a discussion out there of, hey, did Rodgers and Favre underachieve only getting two Super Bowl victories over the course of 30 years? And to that, I would say, okay, look, yes, they're both top 10 quarterbacks of all time. And would you hope that maybe they would win more? For sure. But I want fans to remember, and I need me to remember, how hard it is to win a Super Bowl. It is so hard. As someone that was close to winning one, yeah. it, I mean, stars have to align in ways that you can't even describe. We can't even We don't have time to break it down how much you need to go right. Injuries, you know, um, a, a team that complements one another, all sides of the ball firing, and coaching staff, coaching staff staying together. These things move so quickly, it's so hard to be consistently successful in the nfl let alone have one season that aligns well to win a super bowl so i would say to walk away, walk away with two super bowls over the course of 30 years there's franchises that haven't even won a playoff game let alone That's a true. super bowl so we should have like you said some gratitude for the type of success we had now i said earlier i'm feeling optimistic and here's why let me ask you alex drove do you trust the Green Bay Packers front office in their ability to draft and develop (laughs) Uh, and evaluate talent. uh, How long do you have?
2: I mean, how (laughs) long you willing to give me? We got time. Uh, We got until nine o'clock. Do I trust the Packers front office? I'm not really ready to give you an answer either way. The answer is somewhere in the middle. Um, Yes. And no, right? Like Brian Gutekunst, I think he gets too hard of a time for his ability to draft. I think he's done a pretty good job in the draft. Now, We will finally get an answer four years later on Jordan Love, right? That 2020 first-round pick, Jordan Love, is the big question mark or maybe the big bruise on his resume so far, right? Darnell Savage, not a great first-round pick, but he also got Rashawn Gary in that same draft. Who was a total hit, right? Uh, You look at the last couple of years, these studs from Georgia's defenses over the years, right? Last year, both Devontae Wyatt and Quay Walker. The year prior, Eric Stokes. Jury's still out pretty much on all three of them. But overall, I would say Goody's done a good job drafting. Free agency. Goody's done a nice job when it comes to those low-risk, high-reward moves, right? More often than not, he's hitting on those. Russell Douglas, the Smith bros, et cetera. You know, low-risk, small contracts, bring them in, see how they do. Keyshawn Nixon, for example, right? Last year, the Packers just brought back the all-pro returner. So there's been some hits, and he's done a pretty nice job. However, on the flip side of that, Brad, we have Aaron Rodgers, the all-pro back-to-back MVP quarterback, asking for a wide receiver, presenting his wish list, if you will, to Brian Gutekunst. And how often did Goody live up to that? The veteran wide receiver he brought in for Aaron Rodgers after letting the best wide receiver in football walk last year in Devontae Adams was Sammy Watkins, who didn't even make it through the season. Amore Rodgers was another option wide receiver. He brought receiver in Devin Funches, too. <laughs> That's fair. That's a fair point. Come on. Excuse me. Yeah, I forgot about him. So, yeah, I... I I would lean probably yes I do, but I need to see it without Aaron Rodgers. So that's it, it, I, I lean the same way with Matt Lafleur, right? Like benefit of the doubt with him because he's won so many games, and I think he is a good head coach. But I need to see him without Aaron Rodgers. So to answer your question, sure, I'll give you a soft sure.
0: Okay, that's way to way to really take, <laughs> put your foot in the ground and take a stance there. it's yeah, <laughs> funny. Appreciate that. Um, you know, to me, I feel like the Packers have a top ten, not maybe a top three, or maybe even not even top five. I mean, like the Philadelphia Eagles, I think they have a top three... Uh, front office. I look at the San Francisco 49ers. They can draft and develop and create totally. a team. It's unbelievable what they're able to do, no matter who the quarterback is. So, I'm not sure the Packers are there, necessarily. We're going to find out, like you said, with Jordan Love and some of these other moves. But I think they're top 10. I think they consistently, they are not a dumpster fire. They are not the Chicago Bears. We are not a team that's just going to erode into complete irrelevance because they do know how to build a roster. They know how to complement one another, and they know how to develop it. You're, you know, I do think Mistakes were made along the way, right? Devontae Adams letting him go. That was a big mistake. We can look back now and, and agree at that, that it really harmed the Packers' ability to be relevant and create a high-functioning high offense. But, you know, I, I, I think they thought Rodgers can overcome it. And, and to, to be fair to the Packers, look, Rodgers, I think the offense is going to look completely different under Jordan Love. With Rodgers, he's so talented but he's such an artist. He goes off script. That's what he's most known for is going off script and, and almost choosing the difficult option and making it look beautiful, that's might true. I say. Yeah, that's true. But he doesn't take what the defense gives him oftentimes. He doesn't um, – when, when people that really know what they're talking about watch film, they look at it and they say, I don't know how he's doing this. It's unbelievable. But he's choosing the off script route. I think with Love – it's going to look much more balanced. I think he's going to take what the defense gives him. I think it's going to be structured. I think it's going to look a whole lot different. And I think that that didn't do the Packers very much justice as far as how the receivers got incorporated in it. And we can't really tell exactly how it looks in a balanced, fluid offense. And, I mean, it's no disrespect to Aaron. He... He, he did things that nobody else can do. And he, and he did it because he he's able to do it. But I think it's going to look different. I, I do believe that the Packers can create a roster. I think there will be much more emphasis on everything else than the quarterback. If Love can be a... I don't know. This can be a discussion for the summertime, too. But what, what quarterback... Replica would Jordan Love need to be for you to be satisfied with the pick? Does he need to be D- Dak Prescott or better? Does he need to be like who? But I think Jimmy G, Jimmy G. That's I'm not a, that's even joking when one. I say that, right? Because because
2: this is a this is the San Francisco like system that Matt Lafleur runs. So if you if you can get comfort in anything, is that you don't necessarily need a great quarterback. You just need to run the system. And Aaron Rodgers didn't do that very openly, yeah. right? He was bitching and moaning about play calls after they lost to the Detroit Lions back on January eighth. So. This is certainly uh, a system in which you can win with an average quarterback. And, and Jordan Love, I, I hope he's more than an average quarterback by all means, but uh, like the House of D points out on the text line, 844-770-3776, your way in that way, says winning is hard in the NFL with an, without an elite quarterback, without a doubt, but it's not impossible. And he says, look at the 49ers. Yep. They win with average quarterback play. And, and I, would, I would say in, in response to that, I'd look at, San Francisco may be more as the exception than the rule, but if if Matt LaFleur is going to emulate a team, right, and, and try to steal from them, it's going to be the San Francisco 49ers, and I think he's ca- capable. Hunter, I mean, go ahead. The Baltimore Ravens did win two Super Bowls with, with average very quarterbacks. average
1: it's quarterbacks. True. And as a, a non-Packer fan, I am so relieved. I don't have to see the... Jared Cook's sideline catches against the Cowboys, <laughs> and all of just the insane things that Aaron Rodgers would do to the Dallas Cowboys.
2: What, what do you mean, Hunter? You're so. gonna see, you're gonna see Jordan Love the Josiah DeGuara, the 2020 <laughs> <laughs> draft
1: class coming after don't, you. Don't say things like that because then it will happen. <laughs>
2: yeah, and I'm, it's gonna break my hey, heart. If Aaron Rodgers has taught me anything, it's how to manifest. It is the Great Dane Huddle. I'm Alex Stroh, former NFL punter. Brad Nortman, Hunter Vaughn, Maddie Hayes with us, helping us run the show this morning with you until nine o'clock. We're live on Twitter if you want. Watch us at ESPN Madison, but I would love to hear from you. Right now, we're asking you your one word, right? You've had the opportunity to sleep on the Aaron Rodgers news. What's your one word to describe how you're feeling today? Are you feeling relieved? Are you feeling nervous? Are you feeling happy? Are you feeling sad still? Are you feeling grateful for the great memories that Aaron Rodgers has provided you on the field? Maybe not so much off the field. We'll continue to review your responses and we'll continue to. to chat this out right a lot of feelings today uh here in in the great state of wisconsin as the all-time great quarterback aaron Rodgers intends to play for the new york jets in 2023 we'll continue to talk Rodgers. we'll continue to talk packers we'll continue to hear from you right after this it's the great dane huddle right here on espn madison
1: the great dane huddle continues next on 100.5 espn and wisconsin on demand
2: Hunter Huddle rolling out on your Thursday morning. Alex Drove, former NFL punter Brad Nortman with you. Hunter Vaughn, Matty Hayes helping us out running the show this morning as we continue to walk through this this Aaron Rodgers saga as it seems like it's finally coming to an end uh, as he claims his intent to play for the New York Jets yesterday on the Pat McAfee show. Asking you this morning, what's the one word you're feeling after, uh, after you've been able to sleep on this news? You've been able to sleep on it? You've You've understood what the circumstances are as the Green Bay Packers are going to move on from Aaron Rodgers. Mike chimes in on Twitter, at ESPN Madison, immunized. Good one, Mike. Uh, I read the uh, New York, I forget, Daily News, I think it was, headline this morning. He's a, real, he's a real poke in the arm, is Aaron Rodgers. As the Johnsons, Jets uh, upgrades at quarterback. You know, very good. Uh, Josh chimes in. He says, sad, but I'm ready for a change. And I think that's where a lot of Packers fans fall in. Uh, shoehorn, it's a hell of a name, says, joy. That's the one word they're feeling this morning, joy. And Kyle, the opposite side, sadness, says Kyle on Twitter, at ESPN Madison. Continue to send those in on Twitter or, or on the text line, the ESPN Madison Talk and text line. You can call in, too, if you want, 844-770-3776. Your way in to the Great Dane Huddle this morning with you until 9 o'clock as we continue to walk through this. Brad asked me a question last segment that I'm still, we were still talking about in the break, and that was essentially, do you trust the Packers front office? And i got to be honest, I don't know that I do. So let's throw that up on the poll at ESPN Madison. Let's ask simply, do you trust the Packers front office? As simple as that, yes or no. Very black and white statement. I, I want to see what Packers fans are feeling after yesterday's news with Aaron Rodgers as he-, as he intends to play for the New York Jets. It's weird how history repeats itself, man. 15 years ago, we're sitting in a very similar spot with Brett Favre he was traded to the New York Jets. But the similarities aren't just obviously the fact that you played 15 years as a starter in green Bay and got traded to the jets well that is odd in and of itself 15 years apart there's more to that right there's a first round quarterback who sat behind you for three years rogers defarve and now love to rogers uh, it's just so weird to see the parallels now something that is not the same is is the type of people that Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers were when they were traded to New York, right? Aaron Rodgers, it seems like there's a dash of bitterness, but but in his in his hour-long hit with Pat McAfee yesterday, it seemed like there was more an expression of gratitude, right? He, he seemed more happy and, and proud of, of his tenure in Green Bay, but was ready to move on. And I get it, but I don't know how much of that was sincere, to be real honest with you, Brad.
0: Yeah, I don't know how much of it I – I don't want to use the word how much of it I trust because I don't want to call into question um, his honesty in that moment and, and what's actually happened. Like, for instance, ninety ten leaning toward retirement. Yeah, I wanted to get into that a little bit. That that was a major surprise to me. That jumped off to me. I just – he everything he said and did, unless he was going to pull a major pivot and wants to do something into these things he's exploring and – Entertaining, uh, you know, off the field, that just that never registered with me. I just don't necessarily believe that. I never got those vibes from him. And I know that after a season concludes, particularly when you have a heartbreaking ending, those type of feelings creep in. You're dealing with mental and physical fatigue. You just got, you know, you just lost to the Lions, needing a playoff win, uh, a, a win to get into the playoffs. So I think that everything was raw. So maybe in the minute after, maybe 90-10. But did he tell the Packers that? Did he say, hey, I'm leaning toward retirement? No, I don't no, think he so. Didn't. And so I, I'm not sure I believe everything. I don't think he was incredibly bitter or felt any sort of bitterness feelings. I think he's pissed. I think there's a lot of him that's pissed and feels a bit disrespected. Yeah, but, and, but, 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 if, but, that's, but that's from the all the way back in 2020. Cause exactly. Because when he talked about dialing it back, he's like, well, this decision needs to be discussed um, through a timeline. And the first thing he went to is 2020. So I think he's been carrying that bitterness and that anger now for for three plus years.
2: No, I think that's a really good point. And, and, uh, you know, the the point I continue to make with Aaron Rodgers is You do not want to put a chip on that guy's shoulder. Mm. I mean, have you seen what he's been able to do with a chip on his shoulder? Brad, let's run through this real quick. You just referenced 2020 when Jordan Love was drafted. What did Aaron Rodgers do in that season, 2020? He won an MVP. What did he do the season after that? He won another MVP. Yeah, that's, that's just what he does, right? He goes out and balls out. They draft his replacement. The guy threw 48 touchdowns that year. Which is absurd, by the way. That's the most he's ever thrown in his career, uh, is what he did in 2020. I mean, he just had an unbelievable season now. Could you put some of that to the fact he wasn't playing in front of fans until the playoffs? Sure, you could make a case for that, right? It's probably a little bit easier to play when you're playing in front of an empty stadium. But Aaron Rodgers was absolutely dominant the year they drafted Jordan Love. And and as Aaron Rodgers has put it, time after time, right, he threw a wrench in their plans. And he did successfully. That was only going to work for so long. The minute he had a slip in his play, like he did in 2022, and they go 8-9, and nine, and he throws more interceptions than he has in the last decade, they decide it's time to move on. But I, I agree with you, Brad, when it comes to Aaron Rodgers going into the darkness retreat that he went on, which I still can't believe that's a real sentence, <laughs> uh, and he said, yeah, I, I was 90% retirement, 10% playing. So the Packers, I mean, is is this actually a genius move by Guttekunst? He pisses off Rodgers into playing so he can actually get compensation in return for him. As I
0: was about to say re- retiring for the Packers. We could argue if him returning to the Packers is worst case scenario, but retirement is probably the worst case scenario because they take a ma- major cap hit and they don't get any compensation in return. So I, I just I found it surprising that he went into the darkness retreat ninety ten retiring still, and then left. And it wasn't until he checked his phone. That he heard the Packers wanting to shop him, yeah. That that sparked his his eagerness to play. So is he playing out of spite? Is he playing out of oh, doubt me again? Here we go, is, because that I think maybe that's well. He's a weirdo, right? And I, and I mean this in an enduring he's way. So I, I see eye to eye with him on almost nothing or almost anything. I don't see eye to eye with him. And it's just yeah. so it, it, he's hard to get into his brain. And yeah, he's kind of a weirdo. And I think that's the thing. That's one of the other differences between him and Favre. It seemed like Favre like earnestly was conflicted he wanted to play he was crying when he retired yeah. and it was just, it was it felt like a very real raw emotion and that he wanted to play for the packers and that honestly just Ted Thompson and the packers just didn't want him back because we had a young Aaron Rodgers but you know with with Aaron it seems like there's just something else happening behind the scenes it seems like there's 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 not that same raw emotion and like his heart isn't always in it yeah
2: and when i when i say rodgers is a weirdo right like he is the prototype of a guy that would play strictly out of spite just to prove you wrong mm-hmm. that's Aaron Rodgers right like it's just that, he's a weirdo but he is a world class athlete and if we know anything about world class athletes they're freaking weirdos man right Brad you shared locker rooms with guys like Cam Newton right he was a weirdo but he was an incredible quarterback you were there in Carolina obviously the season he won the MVP they went to the Super Bowl Cam Newton was a weirdo Aaron Rodgers is a weirdo he's the type of guy that would play out of spite that's okay But he's weird. Anyway, Hunter, you got you got a thought.
1: Is spite sustainable though through a full NFL season? Because like
2: for somebody that is so mental health, like, that's gotta be exhausting. Yeah, it it does. And 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 you're right about that. But (laughs) if anybody can do it, can you guess who I'm gonna say can do it, Hunter? Um (laughs) Jameis Winston. <laughs> <laughs> right. Aaron Rodgers is the guy that, of course, could do it. But it's a fair question. I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, he's it's, it's his age 40 season, which is the interesting part, right? Because there's really only one quarterback that in his age 40 season was amazing. His name was Thomas Edward Brady, right? T- Tom Brady is, is uh, again, the exception, not the rule when it comes to playing into your 40s and, and still being dominant as you get into your 40s. Do I believe Aaron Rodgers could be that? Yeah, but Aaron Rodgers can't commit more than one year at a time. So if you're Woody Johnson and company in New York for the Jets, how how comfortable are you with Aaron Rodgers being there more than one season? Probably not very after you hear him before he's even traded to your team officially saying, yeah, I was 90% leaning retirement after this past season. If you're Woody Johnson, you, you can bank on one year with Aaron Rodgers and hope he stays healthy and hope that gets you a Super Bowl. But I don't know if I'm Woody Johnson. How much I'm willing to give up after hearing that comment yesterday?
0: I think they're so desperate and so QB-starved that they'd be willing. I don't know what they're willing to give up. Clearly, the Packers have their price in mind, and it hasn't been it hasn't been delivered to them yet. Yeah. But I think they're so desperate that the idea of having the focal point shift in the NFL landscape onto the New York Jets is just so intoxicating and so alluring that. The, I, I, it'll get done. I, I cannot imagine it won't get done. Maybe the Packers get a first-round draft pick out of it. Maybe, maybe two plus a player. I don't know. I, I have no idea what the Packers are looking for, what their holes are. I would say they'd prefer draft picks though, because I think that's the Packers system, right? We draft and develop. Totally. We, we trust our evaluation, and and honestly, that's better to get a guy on a rookie contract and to be able to to use those really cap beneficial years. So. It's interesting. I, I'm, I'm so curious to see how Aaron Rodgers is going to do in New York, assuming it actually gets done. And I, I looked this morning, and we'll have many more conversations about this. There's only four guys on the Jets roster over the age of 30. Only four. And, and three of the what? four are 30. Wow. And so, I mean, how is he going to connect with these guys? Is it going to be – I don't yeah. know. He, he doesn't seem like the kind of guy that's going to go in there and wrap your arms around you and, you know, oh, I'm – you know. I can't wait to just like, be with the youth. The youth of the world. I cannot <laughs> wait to rub shoulders in New York City with all these youngins. Yeah. Doesn't seem like that kind of guy to me. You
2: seem like that kind of guy. Really? You, you could go into New York and win over that room. If yeah. you want to jump back into the league. I know it's been a few years.
0: Yeah. But. Well, I, I was thinking, hey, you know, Rogers is putting this list together of allegedly, allegedly this list together yeah. of demands. Where's Brad Norman's name on that list? Yeah, he, no you kidding. Know, if, if he's, he's going to go to New York, you know, he needs Lazard. He needs Mercedes Lewis. He needs yeah. Odell, and he needs Brad Nortman. Aaron, help a brother out.
2: I love that. Let's get Aaron Rodgers on the horn. Yep. Get Brad Nortman on that list. He might Adam Schefter me, though. Yeah. yeah that's right. Lose my number. What, what did he say? Lose my number. Nice try, though. Yes. I, I want to talk about that in the eight o'clock hour. Like, what's the wackiest text message you've ever received out of the blue? Because Aaron Rodgers, when he saw Schefter pop up on his phone, had to be like, what the hell? Who's my number? <laughs> Who's my number. 844-770-3776. That's your way into the show. 844-770-3776. It's your way into the show. It's The Great Dane Huddle rolling on right after this on ESPN Madison.
1: Reaction to the football weekend continues next. This is The Great Dane Huddle on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand.
2: On a Thursday morning, the Great Dane huddle rolls out as we continue the reaction to Aaron Rodgers saying he intends to play for the New York Jets in 2023. I'm Alex Strofe with you from the ESPN Madison studio alongside the brilliant mind of former NFL punter, the great Brad Nortman, Hunter Vaughn, Matty Hayes, helping us outrun the show this morning with you till nine o'clock, leading you right up until Wildey and Tausch this morning. Uh, we'll get to some NFL quick hits shortly. Asking you this morning now, what's the one word to describe your feelings on Aaron Rodgers leaving town? I'm feeling a little bit worried. That's my word today, worried. Uh, Brad Nortman feeling optimistic. We'll run through some more of your responses here in a moment. But first, got to go to the phone line. 844-770-3776 is the ESPN Madison talk and text line. That's 844 770 espn you hear him weekday afternoons, 2 to 4, right here on ESPN Madison. You see him on the ice, slinging rocks. It's my great friend Matt Hamilton joining us now on the Great Dane Huddle. Good morning, Matt. How are you?
3: Good morning, Alex. First, co- first time caller, long time listener. <laughs> um, I, was, uh, I was listening to you guys earlier, and you were saying uh, what you would like to see uh, Jordan Love become, and you said Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, I think Norman had another comparison in D- there. Dak
0: Prescott. I
3: was just thinking Dak yeah, Prescott. So I was thinking when you look at quarterbacks, you've got your elite, your great, good, and worse, right? Yep. I was looking at the Super Bowl champions over the last 20 years. I would say you have two good quarterbacks, and the rest are either elite or great. So I'm just curious, would you put Jimmy Garoppolo in that great category? He obviously hasn't done it. No. And I think we would have to aim a little bit higher for the Packers to be able to win a Super Bowl with Jordan Love. He would, He's going to have to prove that he's better than a Jimmy Garoppolo. He's going to have to be great. And the two quarterbacks I'm referencing are Joe Flacco and um, Nick Foles. Yeah. Other than that, you've got like, your Ben Burgers who are great, you got your Eli Mannings, who are great. And you have your Peyton, your Brady, your Rodgers, who fall in the elite category. 20 years of Super Bowls. I don't really see good getting it done.
2: And thank you for the call, Matt Hamilton. Good, 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 uh, safe travels out to Minnesota. We'll talk to you this afternoon uh, on Rutledge and Hamilton. One to four today uh, here on ESPN at Madison. Uh, I like that he gave us like the normal sports radio call. First time listener or first time caller, long time listener. I was just hoping he would wrap it up with, I'll hang up and listen. That's where I hoped he was heading with that. Uh, but fair question, right? Jordan Love, I, I just don't know, right? Like, none of us know. That's the frustrating part, and that's why I'm worried. None of us, know, And we didn't with Aaron Rodgers either in 2008. But with Aaron Rodgers, there was the, what I like to call the whisper campaigns, right? There was a lot of people, Jason Wilby, our friend who you'll hear at 9 o'clock this morning, part of that, reporting that Aaron Rodgers continued to make so many strides and what he was doing in practices and scrimmages and preseason was unbelievable. The guy looked like a superstar. You haven't seen that with Jordan Love. Now, have you seen flashes? yes. Has he made some nice throws in those scenarios? Yeah, he has. But does that indicate he can be a successful NFL starter? I don't know. Right. So I, I truthfully do not know what Jordan Love is. As much as I am cheering for him and rooting for him, uh, I, I want him to be Jimmy Garoppolo because I think if you put a good enough team around him, that will be good enough to win the Super Bowl. However, will Brian Gutekunst in the Packers front office do that they haven't done it with Rodgers. What makes you believe they do it with Love? So, does he need to be greater than Jimmy Garoppolo in order to win a Super Bowl under those guidelines? Yes, he does. But I'm not going to sit here and put Super Bowl expectations on Jordan Love day one of the Jordan Love era, which I would call today. So, interesting, interesting thought there for Matt.
0: And it comes down to expectations, and I think the expectation is if if we, we hear over and over, right he's ready he's ready from the from the front office even Aaron Jones said on air yes he's ready and then you know you, you hear you talk to these all these different other national radio shows and you hear people commenting on and off the record and the the common thread is Jordan Love is ready it's one of the things that prompted this move among yeah. many other things i don't believe the packers would would be willing to move on from Aaron Rodgers i think they would be more willing to put up with everything that he is everything he brings to the table if Jordan Love was not ready if they objectively looked at it and said this guy can't start for our team next year so clearly something has changed the question is what does that mean what is ready and that's what I was trying to get to does that mean he is Jimmy Garoppolo Dak Prescott level play where well, you're probably operating in the seven to 16 quarterback it's good enough to win it's good enough to get maybe get you into the playoffs and win a playoff game is that going to win you a Super Bowl like Matt said you 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 almost need an elite quarterback yeah. to to win a Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and you are competing against other elite quarterbacks. There are elite quarterbacks all over, particularly the AFC, that you're going to have to beat in order to to win a Super Bowl. So I, I think it comes down to expectations and how is he used, how is he developed, right? That's where it's not just even a vacuum by which these things are evaluated, right? Because even um, you know Tom Clemens, the the Packers quarterback coach, yeah. right? Aaron has attributed a lot of his success to reading defenses and throwing the football and just being a mature NFL quarterback to his presence. And they brought him back and he's been working with Jordan Love. What can he help shape him into? Where can Matt LaFleur put him in positions of success? So it's not as easy as is he good? Can he play? A lot of the things of environment matters and development matters. So what are our expectations for him? I think he at least needs to be Jimmy Garoppolo or Dak Prescott in order for it to be like, okay, it wasn't a total miss of a draft pick. The Packers are relevant they're competing for the division if he's elite excellent but if he's terrible ooh, we hit the reset button
2: yeah we'll hit the reset button indeed and i imagine that would change the results of our poll that we're asking you this morning on twitter at espn madison over 100 votes in already in less than 20 minutes the question simply do you trust the packers front office right now 53 percent of you say no so it's 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 a good question, right? Some people are trusting Brian Gutekunst, the company. Some people aren't also asking you this morning as we roll into the eight o'clock hour here in just a minute. Uh, asking you, what's your one word? You slept on the Aaron Rodgers news. What's your one word to describe how you're feeling this morning? And feel free to elaborate on it. But I want one word to describe how you're feeling, and then you can send me a paragraph explaining why you feel that way. Austin chimes in on Twitter. He says, I feel disgusted with the front office. Nest of vipers. So I'm assuming he also voted no (laughs) in our poll on Twitter at ESPN Madison. We'll continue the Rodgers conversation, asking you the one word how you're feeling after you've slept on the news. We'll continue to dive into that 90% chance that Aaron Rodgers was going to retire entering his darkness retreat as well. I want to dive into that a little bit deeper. All still ahead, it's the Great Dane Huddle. We roll on right here on ESPN Madison.